0: to another edition of Black Opinions Matter Month. Okay. My name's Amino Hassan. Black Trey is over there. John Gervais over there. Rob Lopez is producing. We got a great show for you guys. We're going to review Mike Tyson's podcast episode with Sugar Ray Leonard. Hotbox with Mike Tyson. It had a lot of gems in it. Um, if you're looking for public enemy talk, we won't have it on this week's, uh, this bomb episode, but on Woke Bros. Big Waz and Michael Brooks are going to be talking extensively about that. The reason why we pushed it to them is because it has tie-ins with Bernie Sanders, with the Democratic primaries, with Super Tuesday today. So for all your public enemy kind of uh, analysis with what's happened with public enemy firing Flavor Flav, you got to wait till Thursday's episode of Bomb Wolf Bros, Big Waz, and Michael Brooks. But as for today, Tyson and Sugar Ray Leonard – uh But first, we're going to lead off with Curb Your Enthusiasm. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. You come here every week for our takes on the exploits of Larry David, Leon Black, and the rest of the Curb crew. Uh, yeah, guys, kind of like last season. The middle of the season is when the thing starts to pick up and really find its pace, huh?
1: Yeah, I mean, I was really, really impressed with this one right here. I loved
0: it yeah this one was was classic curb man they, like this is it seems like the last two seasons first couple of episodes like I don't know where they're going with this and maybe they lost their fastball but then you get to episodes four five six and oof now they're throwing 99 hundred miles an hour with <laughs> these episodes um uh, where do where do we begin first of all ugly Richard section, ugly, up, section. Uh, 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 ugly section oh ugly section is that really a uh, thing? I've never noticed that, but maybe it's because I'm always sitting in the in the beautiful section, so I never look towards the ugly people.
2: <laughs> I think it's a thing. If you're an owner, you wouldn't want you wouldn't want all the attractive people to sit by the window to make it seem like your place is the place to be. I oh, mean, it, know you can't it do it. It makes
1: sense 100, percent but I'm just saying now that I'm walking in restaurants, I need to pay attention to see where I'm sitting.
2: Yeah. Oh, you got to be more conscious. And, and and but my thing is this, right, Trey? Like. If, if you are, if you find that, not saying you would, but if you find that you're going to the ugly section, what's your response?
0: I'm leaving. <laughs> well, I think I would have pulled what Larry did, which is bring somebody beautiful. Have them get seated first. See, Larry jumped the gun a little bit. He, he ran out there too, too quick. He should have waited for her to get seated and then went and sat down with her. 'Cause as Larry astutely points out, there's no such thing as a table for one.
1: I see. Like, I see. Uh oh, boy I probably would have took a charge on him though.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but how how does but how does what you call it get into this? Which is which I felt Larry. How does how does uh Jeff wife... Ted dancing? Yeah, uh, like Susie? I mean it's, it's the Ted... same situation. Oh, but it it's just Ted Dancing?
0: It's Ted Dancing. The idea is that right. like the average of the table is higher, right? Um, By the way, uh, one of the fun things I started doing this season is always, like, Googling the places they go. So, for instance, Teato is a real restaurant. It's in Santa Monica. But get this. It's not an Italian restaurant. It's an Asian restaurant. Yeah, it's a garden cafe, right? Oh, wow. Yeah, it's a garden cafe, but it's Asian food. It's an Asian menu. So my man, every time saying... Tiato, uh, what's he said? <laughs> what's it? What is it? Oh, uh, yeah, "bienvenido a tiato." Like he, that's him just ad-libbing. He ad-libbed that whole thing. He just decided "tiato" sounds like an Italian name, so I'm just gonna make this Italian because <laughs> there's never any other part of the episode that would indicate that it's an Italian restaurant, other than him uh, saying "bienvenido a tiato." With this ridiculous Italian accent, and also the other uh, the other part is when at the end when he has to go to the bathroom, he got a bad stomachache. and <laughs> and Larry says what's wrong. He says, "I think I had a ball of bad burrata. <laughs> I think I had a bad ball of burrata. Like it's just that's just him ad libbing. By the way, that dude the actor's name is um, Nick Kroll. That's right, Nick Kroll. I oh, thought he's, a the, league, right? he's the voice for league, um, Big yeah. Mouth. Yeah, he's one. Uh, he does one of the big, uh, big mouth. mouth. He, he's in the league, uh, which is uh, the FX show about fantasy football, uh, which is really funny. He's also he also had a sh- his own show on Comedy Central, uh, which I thought was subpar, uh, because as I realized, Nick Kroll is like Nate Dog, Excellent as a feature. One of the best <laughs> as a feature His own, uh, I don't know about that. I don't know if I want to listen to a whole album of, of Nate Dogg. I, I don't know if I want to listen to a whole album of. of over Nick here Kroll. looking
1: at this menu and Teato has a Thirsty Thursdays.
0: Well, well there you go. Summertime. Uh, Trey, we got to make the pilgrimage out to Um, I thought they were bringing back the Lisp thing when he when he said it for the first time.
2: Like oh, the Tiotto. whole. The Spain, because like, it sounded like he was saying oh. it with with a Lisp. I was like, oh no, we're
0: bringing this uh, back. No, no, man. It's. It, 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 he was going for the again, like which is funny because if you hear the name Tiato, you think that sounds like an Italian restaurant. I was shocked. I was like, oh, let me see what the menu looked like. And I was like, it's an Asian restaurant? Oh man. Um, so, anyways, so uh episode starts with Larry, uh Richard Lewis, uh, Jeff, and uh their friend playing golf. Larry and Jeff are on the same team, they lose. Uh, Richard Lewis and the and the buddy celebrate and say, "Hey, we'll we'll take you out to lunch." That's why they go to teatro We find out that Richard Lewis drives a Bentley, which I had the same reaction. Know how as to later. work it? <laughs> oh, they don't know, didn't know the <laughs> buttons or any of that stuff. But like I had the same reaction as Larry. Since when do you drive a Bentley? Like you don't look like a Bentley type of guy, Richard Lewis. I know you're very successful over a long period of time. but It just doesn't strike me as a Bentley guy, and also very ominous, right? Very dark. But what Larry warns Richard Lewis about is the same thing that happened to Pop Smoke, right? You can't be driving around here in a Bentley. People see that. They're going to try and rob you. Um, you know so what? I thought that weird.
1: was planned, to be honest. And I thought he was just trying to see Come his on, golf bro. clubs.
0: Well, no, no, no. He, he, he's, no, that was in the uh, beginning. No, 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 no. The, oh, you talk talking about like the carjacking was planned? Yeah. Because cause I'm saying, when he first sees him with the Bentley, he says, you can't drive a Bentley out here. People are going to see you and try and rob you. He just said that in general. And then it just so ha- happened to happen later. But uh, um, they start talking about your boy, the fourth guy, starts talking about how his <laughs> wife has a magical vagina. And, of course... Uh, We know that the most famous magical vagina in the world, allegedly, belongs to Erica Badu. Guys get in there, they get inspired, they make some of the best music they've ever made, and then they spend the rest of their life searching for it. So I submit to the panel, have either of you ever sampled a magical vagina? Mm, What is the guidelines with that? Like, I think if 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 you know you know it's one of those things like it's either a yes or no it's not a maybe no I'm i
2: uh, I'm gonna just go with no I'm gonna just plead I, actually, I'm gonna plead the fifth because I don't wanna yeah, yeah I'm good yeah, I'm yeah because <laughs>
0: because you're you're in a tough spot Jeremy if you say no that means oh you don't think this one's magical if you say yes yeah and then so it, it I'm be like yeah you better plead the
2: am I'm good bro
0: I'll tell you. I have once. It's, well, it's, 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 I can't go into detail other than I have once and it was magical. Can, can we, <laughs> is, is, is it worth a, can we, oh, uh, never mind. Like
2: bossa nova? Yeah, yeah, can we get a quick cool. bossa nova? Uh, bossa nova.
0: that match all right and we're black all right so larry goes into the bathroom because he's got to go and he's got go to go number two sees a bathroom attendant in there and asks him to leave Now the attendant says i'll get fired for leaving my post larry tips him handsomely for him to leave and as he's walking out the guy says we'll make it quick right so there's two questions i have for the panel question number one can you take a dump when there are people around?
2: I definitely prefer uh prefer privacy if there's any way that I can. I you know what? No. I, I mean I can, but I I I would I felt Larry on that. I would I you know I, I don't like t- I won't take a dump if there's a an attendant in there. Like they shouldn't have to sit through that.
0: That's not cool. Well I can't even take a dump if there's someone else in the bathroom. Like I need, uh, first of all, I have a very special ability for the most part to not feel the need to take a dump anywhere other than my home or my hotel room. It just, I'm blessed like that. But every once in a while, because of the shit, ha- activities shit of the night, shit happens. Absolutely. Poop soup happens actually to be specific. And so <laughs> I got to go to a bathroom, but I can't go if there are people in there. I need it to be evacuated so that I can go comfortably If people come in while I'm I've already started I will wait until they're all gone Like I will stop midway Wait for them to be all gone and then continue
2: So you're better than me because if people Come in while I'm started then I'm like alright whatever I was I was here first but I can't oh. Do I can't well, I, do the stall Next to me like I need yeah. space Oh
0: I, oh, yeah. no, I a don't care, care bro. Bro. If you're in there or not bro <laughs> I'm dropping Alright man <laughs> You, you you what about what do, about? Bro. Oh, question number two. Can you go quick? I I lack the capacity to go quick. Yeah, why I don't like, bro. Out.
2: I don't know how people be in there for like thirty to hours. Oh no, nah, bro. No, nah, listen. Sometimes you guys just chill out.
0: Got to chill out, bro. <laughs> like,
2: got
1: to so make so sure it's all out. as waters safe. Feed the sharks.
0: Yeah, man. Got I got to I got, I make sure it's all out, right? I've gotta make sure I'm comfortable because if I try to rush it, what ends up happening is my stomach is like mm we weren't done yet and and I just kinda of feel gross down there.
2: I was gonna say you like, feel it, you feel you feel bad, right? Like Yeah.
0: I, gotta, I know I, I, I
1: got a shower as soon as it happens though. I oh, cannot that's true. mob
2: without a shower.
0: That's I, another I reason just why. Got into that. Yeah, that that's another reason why I don't go either unless I'm at home or in a, in, in my hotel room because I like to take a shower afterward for the most part. That's just reality right there. Talking about erectile dysfunction isn't easy. Usually we just brush it off or blame ourselves saying some things like, I lost my mojo. Kind of like uh, Austin awesome Powers. I've lost my mojo. Or we avoid altogether excuses like, I had a long day at work or sorry, honey, I'm just not feeling it, you know the usual but with Roman it's easy to talk about it with a real doctor who can prescribe real medication and it's simple safe and totally discreet with Roman you get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED all from the comfort and privacy of your home the doctor will work with you to find the best treatment plan if medication is appropriate Roman will ship it to you with free two day shipping the whole process is straightforward simple and discreet getting started is simple just go to getroman.com B-O-M and complete an online visit ED used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with a doctor and take care of it. Just go to Roman.com. No, excuse me, just go to getRoman.com slash B O M to get a free online visit and free two-day shipping. That's get B O M for a free visit to get started. Get Roman.com slash B-O-M. You know, you're married right now, but at one point you were dating your wife. Um. So when y'all were still dating but the first few times, one of you would spend the night over with the other. Let's say she spent the night over at your house and you woke up in the morning and you had to go. Did you wait until she left or did you just go?
2: Nah, bro, you got to go. I got, a, I got a ritual really? in the morning. Yeah, no, I got a ritual in the morning. I have Shit. a ritual too. Shit, shower, shave.
0: That's a ritual. That's that a is ritual? a ritual.
2: Shit, shower, shave, dude. Shit, shower, shave. I mean, we're going to do it. we going to do it. I
1: guess shaving is a thing for you.
2: Uh, so that's how you feel? We, we going to hairline bash right <laughs> no, now? No,
1: we not hairline bashing. I was just talking about, uh, what's it, what's it called?
2: Uh, oh, that's my fault. I was sensitive. I'm sorry. Trey, Trey sounds like if Snoop Dogg was on like a, a late night FM radio, <laughs> just talking all smooth as shit right now. Trey, nah, I, was Trey, to, you, I was trying to alley the uh, the one thing
0: that we use though. Um, oh, m- Manscape. Yeah, the Manscape. Or, yeah, yeah. Now what were we yeah, yeah, ask me? They, Unless they paid for it, we're not gonna do any shit. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> that's, that's how advertising works. Um, uh, Trey, what about you? Have you ever disrupted your morning routine? Or at least delayed it until the lady has left.
1: No, no, no. Oh, really? I, if I got a wow. crud, I got a crud, bro. Guys are wow.
2: Savage. I mean, you 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 hold it back. I hold the back.
1: Man, I no. to like. Hey, all right, That's okay, got
0: Oh, I gotta start getting ready. You know, like, That's what the, I don't um, hold it like.
1: The bathroom fan is for
0: that shit. Hell a lot. In, uh, in hotel rooms, Not- they don't have the bathroom fan half the time, man. I I love the bathroom fan, by the way. I absolutely oh, you know. agree with you. That's the bathroom what, yeah. chain is so key.
2: The bathroom chain also makes noise, so if it's one of those that, that
0: I'm needs an extra push... I'm a noisy dumper. Noisy <laughs> dumper. Not, <laughs> not shy. It comes out with a bang. Yeah. I will
2: say that I, I did prefer using... Fortunately for us, the, she had a downstairs bathroom and then I had a, uh upstairs bathroom in, in my place in Connecticut. So I, I would you know, venture to other bathrooms at first. There you go. Okay. Yeah, I That's did venture I mean. to other bathrooms at first. But shit, shower and shade, dude. That's happening no matter where I'm at.
0: When I've been blessed to have hotel rooms that have like two bathrooms, that that comes in handy. <laughs> um so anyways, uh yeah, so uh long story short, the bathroom attendant gets fired for leaving his post. He comes in and uh Co- not confronts Larry but comes to Larry to Latte Larry's the, the the site to confront him about this say I lost my job because of this and Larry says uh, I'll, I'll get your job back and the dude <laughs> gives Leon and Larry a couple of minutes
1: oh first of all why are bathroom attendants needed bro I'm so because, cool on that
0: because they're worried that people are just gonna walk in and grab all that shit
1: no, but what if that's not there? That doesn't. I don't, I don't need none of that stuff yeah. there, bro. At the club, yeah. especially. Hey, my, about man,
0: my man told you. My man told you. Sometimes you come in with hot breath. Sometimes you, <laughs> you need to listen. You know, I, I get it. I mean, then you
1: gotta have cash on you. I mean, I get it, but like I don't need you. I don't need to tip you, bro. To just wash my hands, bro. Like, I'm you know, cool.
0: That's not for. I never tip for for giving me. Pepper. I tip when I take something. I tip Listen, him to take some mince, it'd be, gum.
1: I was in Houston one time and this dude gave me an attitude because I ain't tip him. I'm like, bro, no. I gotta keep going to the bathroom and you right. keep smacking your lips at me because I'm not tipping you. Nobody told you to give me no paper towel. But, go,
0: yeah, exactly. T- if you if you weren't here, I'd be able to handle this on my own. Now if you weren't here, I wouldn't be able to get gums and mints and and cologne, and that's why I tip you. Or Starburst. I like Starburst too.
2: I tell you right now, I'm not get when I give a dollar. I def when I when I give a tip or whatever the case may be, I don't just take one fucking mint. I'm not oh, paying yeah. you a dollar for a mint. Yeah, yeah. give me a couple. No, you got
0: shits. No, I I definitely I'll get if they got some blow pops, I'll grab a blow pop. I'll grab yeah. a starburst, grab the mint, and that's it. I, I usually I don't do the cologne thing because I feel like I smell like what I smell like, and yeah, a, I don't need that to mix to mix with a different cologne smell would just kind of throw it off.
2: Now, what if he had the cologne you had on? Would mm. you give yourself up? Would you re up? Depends I mean, on
0: how long I've been
2: out. That's a good point.
0: If I started in the daytime and now it's like ten o'clock at night, then I think I would re up with my cologne if it were there, and I would tip. I would tip more. I would either tip a dollar just for the the spray, or yeah, I'd a dollar for a couple of sprays. You know, a couple of
1: dollars. I remember being in Houston, bro, and I, I found out this one. I don't even know if it was the real cologne, might been bootleg, but I was at the spot and I tipped this dude like five cash, and I tried. I think it was Invictus, and the cologne was fire. So I tried to buy it off him. He would not sell it to me.
2: That <laughs> was
0: hot. It Must have been a uh, hot seller, I guess.
2: Yo, if I was a, if I was a bathroom attendant, I would I would one hundred percent sell you the cologne. I would tax the fuck out of you. But I would sell the clone so I could make a couple dollars. And and by the way, that bottle's probably half done anyway. For real, yeah. Like, why wouldn't you sell that shit?
1: Yeah, no, yeah, no. It was definitely, it was definitely three quarter. He didn't have an extra one, but it was probably like probably one of his prized possessions. Nah, it was like probably like twelve on there on display. But like, he was like, yo. You should try this one. And he sprayed it on my clothes. I was already hot because he sprayed uh, yeah, it on absolutely. me. But I actually yeah, liked yeah. It. You I should, like we'll, you we'll
2: give, it. You should tip me if you' going to spray the fucking cologne on me without me asking. For
0: real. A um, uh, couple other things. Okay, so Leon reacting in the background to Larry's phone call about Carl. That's the name of the friend. Carl killing himself. The Jets. They bring it out that he killed himself because the Jets are so bad. And they kept saying the Jets killed Carl. The Jets killed Carl. And then Larry says. The Jets killed Carl and a little bit of the Knicks too. Which again, given what's happened this week with Spike Lee and all the stuff that's happening over there, it just makes it mwah, perfect.
2: I thought that was classic curve right there.
0: Absolutely. Now you here's the I mean? question. Here's the next question for the panel. The conversation quickly goes to the widow who has the that of the magical vagina. And they start talking about what do you say? Hey, sorry for your loss. Uh, you know, this is tragic. And then they start thinking about, like, oh, by the way, can I test drive that motherfucker? So here's the next question. <laughs> Would you smash a dead homie's lady?
2: How close are we?
0: They seem close enough to go to the funeral, but, like, obviously he's not a guy that we've seen in every episode. It's not like Richard Lewis or Marty Funkhouser or someone like that. No, nah, I think you
2: got to chill. I thought. I mean, well, being that he was only in one episode, Larry was front row at the funeral, though. Yeah, um, he was. And apparently, according to Larry, they do watch they watch multiple Jets games together. Yes, so it, they it, it it sounded like they had a thing for watching Jets games together. So, in my book, I would say Larry's a savage for that, and, and that, that was kind of out of line. He he, he no, did no, too much.
0: Now, uh, in the group. They had a discussion about it. Jeff said, "Normal vagina, you wait a year. Magical vagina, that waiting period goes down to six months." So there seemed to be no hesitation about hollering at her. It was just about <laughs> what's the waiting period. Uh, Trey, what about you? Would you smash the dead homies? Uh, no, nah, I'm vagina? not
1: closing. What if? I'm not closing. What
0: if she told you they weren't? They were already on the rocks as Veronica did said me and carl are nah. on the rocks because of the jets
1: Nah, i don't need my man ghost hunting me bro <laughs> but i've seen a situation happen bro where, where they end up like getting
0: together right after it was sick la Nova please so literally like maybe like 40 minutes out. i'm You're not
1: talking
0: my jokes here You guys remember the uh, Instagram story I had when I was in a, it looked like a really cool car with the lights on inside and everything. I was with my boy, Depp. He was driving. uh, We're coming back from Eve's birthday. We're going to the hookah spot. And that's what I was talking about. That's why Depp was like, "Mm -mm." (laughs) (laughs) mm-mm. That's that's exactly what we're talking about, yep. Um, uh, uh, Real quick, uh, Larry takes the widow out on a date, even though uh, Jeff and Richard were hating, saying that there's no chance you go on a date with you. He goes there. Uh, we talked about how, uh, you know, he, he hit the gun a little bit and got seen in the ugly section. Sees uh, Susie and Ted Danson, says, what are you doing here? You don't <laughs> deserve to be in this section, which is just a, a great hate right there. Um, now, when he's with the... The with Veronica after afterwards he leaves, he says to her, Did you notice the tremendous tip I left? I made sure you could see it. I didn't do it for the waiter, I did it for <laughs> you. So this is the last question I have for the panel. Have you ever left a big tip on purpose? Not for the waiter, not for the service, but to impress your date. Yes. Yes. Oh yes. <laughs> yes, I'm Yes, I've yes, yes, been corny before. Tra- I was Rory. Trey was gonna be too cool for school. No, I ain't never do that. Like, come on, Trey. We've all been there. Come <laughs> on, you got to. You got to, like the I've, first I've, one. Especially I've been like, corny.
1: I've been corny, especially like,
2: corny.
1: like when I got my um typing check in college. Yeah. And I,
2: <laughs> oh, bro, I was stunned. Oh, that refund check was everything.
0: And the first, the first time I ever left a big tip was I went out with this girl. She was a waitress at the Shark Bar in Atlanta. And so we went out. I don't know why to the shark, and I left. And I was broke as hell, by the way. Uh, And I left this ridiculous tip just to flex. Like, oh yeah, we got it like that. And I think she knew I was broke. Like, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't have a car. Like, there have been some red flags there, but. Then stop young me, man. I tried to shark bar. I was, it was like, ooh, I, I remember I wore my, my finest Mecca sweater. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Mecca. Shout out to Mecca, man. All right, so Larry's about to close the deal. <laughs> and she asks him, Is there anything else on your mind? And he says, Well, and he starts asking her for the money that he lost because he feels like Richard Lewis and the dude carl cheated when they bit like that's the second who, who time by the way that second time larry has has blown some absolute guaranteed tail because he just couldn't shut up for five seconds longer because you remember that the se- season when he was in the producers and the the main female lead was crushing on him remember him and cheryl had like a pass you got a pass for one you got one pass on your birthday. Or whatever it was, and this, and she comes into his dressing room and start making out, and she had a picture of George W. Bush on the table, and he just wanted, he couldn't help himself, he had to have like a politics argument right there, and I'm like, Larry, what are you doing? Your moments from the promised land. Have you ever blown it? Yes. Have you ever blown it on the last minute on some other shit? What? Give us a story.
1: Uh nah I was just pissed, bro. Like I forgot the conversation. I just ended up arguing for no reason. I don't know. It was it was stupid too, cause like I wasn't even trying to. And I think I just talked myself out of it because I just was too feeling myself, that's all.
0: Serve.
2: Um I forget the specific details, um, but I know that it was very similar to what Trey just said. It was one of those things where I was, I just argued, I argued myself out of it. And I think she even like called me a dumbass or some shit like that. You know what I mean? Like, like, yo, you're dumb. Like you, you literally just talked yourself out of this. And once Uh-oh. I realized it was like one of those things, even before she said that it was one of those things that I could tell
0: yeah.
2: that I'd already lost it. Like, so at that point I was like, all right, I might as well just go in. Right. If I'm not, if it's not gonna go where I want now,
0: no reason to bite my fucking tongue now. <laughs> and for a dime, and for a dollar. That's, <laughs> that's pretty right. much. with the girl from the Shark Bar. <laughs> we were going we were going to a game and I told I knew about a, a park a spot where like, yo, we could park here for free. And again, now I realize she must have absolutely known I was broke. <laughs> all my, all my tips she just are, left oh a my, huge tip. <laughs> we won't yeah. pay for parking. It wasn't the same oh, night. Right, it wasn't the same right, night. Right. It wasn't the same. Okay. okay. I like still, like, I still
1: like the cheap date where Chappelle was walking on uh, yeah. on half-baked, bro. Half,
0: dude, that that was my inspiration. So we, I was like, we could park here and then we'll walk. And then she just kept complaining about how far the walk was. And it wasn't that far. It was like maybe a 10-minute walk. But, like, it's better than playing 20 bucks to park, right? Or parking somewhere where you might get towed. And she kept talking and she's talking and she's talking a little bit of trash. And I said, Man, you better relax before I say something that you're not going to like. And she's one of those girls who thinks because I don't think anyone ever, she was was really pretty. I don't think anyone ever really challenged her like that. So she's like, Ah, you know, I can talk with the best of da da da. And so I said, I said you can use the exercise and wow. she fucking lost it but she didn't lose it like in an angry way she was crushed dude I mean she was just like how could you say that I'm like look I'm just no and da, da, da. And so like and the, the ironic thing is we still went to the game but she was sullen and quiet the whole night and I was like I probably talked myself out of this <laughs>
2: It's not. Isn't it, yo, isn't that one of the worst hits when you realize you talked yourself out of it though? It was there for you and then you <sighs> literally fucked up.
0: But there there is a freedom of like, yeah, I know what the stakes are and I'm jumping in the volcano. Like, <laughs> I don't a give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, man, like I I want to believe except for the fact that I never I never hooked up with her again. I want to believe All that right. there's an honor in that that, that will get paid back in the future, but yeah no, I probably I probably should have just been nice or just you know I don't know paid the park or whatever. Um, quick question: uh, Next week's episode, by the way, looks amazing. I can't wait. I saw that tra- I was like, oh, this one's good. with John Hamm. That one's gonna be amazing. I can't wait for it. Uh, real quick, March 28th is coming right up, guys. Uh, March 28th, Saturday, March 28th, Brooklyn, New York. The Bell House Theater We've got the live show The special guests Are confirmed They are huge We. This is the biggest, most star-studded one we've had And we've had Taylor fucking Rooks Before, so trust me When I say this thing is star-studded It is star-fucking-studded You better be there, tickets available at CountTheDings.com If you are coming from out of town, I can tell you right now I'm flying from Phoenix, Arizona Me too I bought my ticket yesterday. Yesterday or today? Today, excuse me. I bought my ticket today, this morning. Less than three hundred bucks. So if you're coming from anywhere close, not coming from the West Coast, I don't want to hear it. There are plenty of affordable fights if you act now. Um, get together with some people, share an Airbnb, share a hotel room. Whatever it is, it's worth it. It's worth it. It's worth it. It's an experience unlike any other. I could record a live show for you, video and audio, and show it to you, and it won't match the energy and the great times you'll have if you were there, part of it, experiencing it. I'm going to be there. Jerv's going to be there. Trey's going to be there. Mariano's going to be there. Waz is going to be there. And a lot more. So absolutely, counterthings.com. Go search for live shows, search for tickets right there, cop yourself one, cop someone that you know one, make a trip out of it, especially if you – look, if you live in anywhere between Boston, Philadelphia, and Washington, D.C. in that triangle, I fully expect you to be there because these Northeast shows are for y'all, It's for y'all to easily be able to travel, experience, and travel home at a minimal cost. If you're flying in from Canada, from the West Coast, from Texas – I get it a little bit more dicey a proposition, but I'm telling you again, I bought my plane ticket today and it was less than $300. So go ahead and definitely cop that. Jerv, you've had, uh, you've had wireless headphones before, right? Yes, sir. Uh, Trey, you had wireless headphones before as well, right? Yep. How much do they usually run? About 150 to 300 bucks easy right like i that's the going rate going out there um and then i tried raycon uh and i gotta tell you these earbuds are amazing they have all the sound quality and all the the uh the battery charge life of all the other big name wireless earbuds but it's coming in at roughly half that cost. I mean, it's ridiculous. Trey, you got sent a pair, right? Courtesy of the the, the LA Don himself, Ray J, right? You got the LA Connect for The legend those? did bless me, man. Thank you, Ray oh, J. Oh man. Thank you, Ray J. Uh uh Trey, wh- what do you think you think about the everyday E twenty five Airbuds?
1: Man, the everyday E twenty fives, man. I'm jamming, bro. It's 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 direct. It's ultimate sound quality i was actually listening to radiation when i was using them
0: yo no yo that's so dope man yo but i love the bass the bass is i mean it feels like i got a subwoofer in my ears right there and even when i'm on the phone for a phone call it it's clear, crystal clear i know with my other earbuds people used to complain you guys used to complain actually you sound like you're muffled you sound like you're underwater i mean i can't hear you can you switch to your handset i have not gotten any of those complaints since i switched to the raycon everyday e25 Airbuds. and like i said the battery life six hours of playtime that's more than enough to get you between charges look you've heard us talk about how this company was co-founded by ray j we had a whole episode about how ray j is a legend ain't that right trey
1: absolutely definitely a legend
0: and and, and you know uh, he he's behind this i've seen it on love and hip hop hollywood where he was promoting this stuff and at the time i just thought i was just ray j being ray j and then i got my pair and i was like holy hell he's right this thing is real and it's spectacular and it's not just me you've seen snoop dogg rock em. you've seen cardi b rock em. you've seen J.R. smith who might be a laker Rock them. And they're all obsessed with them. Pick up a pair. See what the hype is about. Now's the time to get the latest and greatest from Raycon. Get 15% off your order at buyraycon.com slash B-O-M-M. That's buyraycon.com slash B-O-M-M. For 15% off Raycon wireless earbuds, buyraycon.com slash B-O-M-M. Alexander
2: and Napoleon, I knew the more I read them all. I studied them more. I know the art of fight. I know the art of war. That's all I ever studied. That's why I'm so feared. That's why they feared me when I was in the ring. Because that's all my, I was an annihilated. That's all I was born for. And now those days are gone. It's empty. I'm nothing. I'm working on being the art of humbleness. Can you believe in me? That's the reason why I'm crying, because I'm not that person no more. And I miss him. Because sometimes I feel like a bitch. Because I don't want to. I don't want that person to come out because if he comes out, hell is coming with him. And it's not funny at all. It must sound cool. Like
0: I'm a tough guy. It's just I hate that. guy. I'm scared of him. Mike Tyson has a podcast. It's called Hot Boxing with Mike Tyson. I guess he smokes. Usually, this is my first time even hearing about it. To be honest with you, when I first saw the first clip from this podcast— I thought it was Sugar Ray's podcast, and I thought it was weird. like Sugar Ray be smoking like that, and then I realized, oh no, it's it's Mike Tyson's podcast. And so I just assume that I guess he smoked. So he had a a joint in his hand for the whole interview, but he never actually lit it. Um, so I'm I'm guessing that's out of deference to Sugar Ray Leonard. Um, I was have either, offended by that, by the way. Have, have either of you ever heard of this uh, this podcast or watched it before? listening yes, it?
1: I uh, watched a podcast with uh, Damian Lillard.
0: Oh, cool! D- did he smoke in that one? not damien no mike
1: Mike tyson did it
0: all right dope all right so that's that's an actually pretty cool premise for sure it's kind of like drink champs but you know with an actual champ and he's not drinking um but uh you know mike had a bunch of gems in this one i thought it started with he started with talking about discipline is doing what you hate to do but doing it like you love it that's a bar That is an absolute bar. I I told that to my kid literally right after I heard that. I was like, look, that's what this is what about? Because I'm having problems with my kid. My kid doesn't want to do things that are difficult. Want to do they gravitate. My kids gravitate to the things that are easy for them. So they're really good at reading. So they they'll read whatever. Uh, they're really good at certain kinds of math, but other kinds of math is a little hard. So like right now we're going through with the oldest with decimals. And it's like, ah, I don't feel like doing this. Well, no, no, it's, it, it's easy to do what's easy for you. You get better by doing what's hard and, and that takes discipline. And so I love that line right there. Another line he had was tough guys. Don't do well in boxing. Only the smartest win. And I thought that was really on point given what happened with Tyson Fury and uh, Deontay Wilder uh, about a week ago or so. Um, there, I thought um, there were a lot of awkward pauses in this podcast. Did y'all notice that?
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, because I think in in the few times he threatened his co-host, which was great. He said it's not funny, <laughs> and dude, stop laughing yeah. every time.
0: Yo, you mean the, the yeah the, the yeah 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 the dude the white dude right? Yeah, I I think, stop
2: laughing too
0: my favorite part is when he was talking about he watched his one of the inspirations for him to become a boxer was watching sugar Ray Leonard fight Benitez in 79 he said I was 13 years old and I was locked up and I watched this fight and I was so moved that it made castle. yeah no but well at first he early in the show show he says so moved I want this is why I want to become a boxer later in the show he's retelling the tale again and he said I'm 13. I'm having orgasms. I ain't even been with a girl yet. And his co-host is playing and he looks at the co-host and says, you think I'm playing? His co-host is laughing. His co-host says, you think I'm playing? And then he starts to mimic busting the Nut from watching Sugar Ray Leonard. <laughs> Not even fight. Just stare down. God but bless Mike. I, I, I thought to myself, Mike Tyson is the only person on the face of the earth who can say some of these things. And... <laughs> and everyone's, rea- everyone's reaction is like yeah be like that sometimes <laughs> like, nobody like nobody's gonna pause Mike. nobody never never it's just like when he was talking about how he transitioning from who he used to be to who he is now to be more humble and how he misses being feared and all that but he also doesn't like that version of himself oh when yeah says, nah, that I, was great he was like when i you feel know, like that he says. A, I feel I feel like a bitch. And I was like, can you imagine Mike Tyson feeling like a bitch, man? Mike fucking Tyson. Hey, man, the other
1: thing to, I thought of he trying to be good, man, and he be smoking the toad.
0: Oh man, we'll get to that in a second. But the other thing I was thinking about is also like the idea that again, anyone else in this world is like, man, sometimes I feel like a bitch. We would clown on that nigga immediately. <laughs> <laughs> nigga you is a bitch. <laughs> exactly. <And> we, <laughs> We just sat there and we looked at Mike like, "Yeah, man, it'd be like that sometimes." <laughs> uh, uh, the toad smoking was kind of funny. It said you lose your ego when you when. <laughs> that's what my man it was crazy. Was as
1: I had just been um, reading about that like two days ago, so I'm like, maybe this fell into my lap on purpose. But I had been reading about um, psychedelics and uh, people, you know, ego killing. But,
0: uh, ego killing permanently or is that just something that happens
1: nah so it's it's supposed to like get you closer to like like you remember how like Jay-Z had 444 kill Jay-Z and mm-hmm. pretty much the experience is being closer to like taking everything in a different aspect of like dying a, a, a ego a, a death pretty much you're killing whatever you thought you were or what people you know treated you as and now you're approaching it differently So, I mean, for him to smoke the toad, he said he came back, you know, he's been doing it four or five times now. So, he's come back differently. Like, he has, you know, all these businesses and, you know, turned his life around. He doesn't want to cheat on his wife anymore do cocaine and things of that nature. So, um, it's definitely a spiritual thing. But versus the toad versus psychedelic, psychedelics is pretty much um, banned and it's being still done underground um, in practices. So, um, but people are are paying big money to get this get this done so that they can um, stop smoking.
0: The other thing that I thought was was pretty interesting was when he asked Sugar Ray how many amateur fights he had. Sugar Ray said about 150, and then yeah. they started talking about I guess Purnell had like 500 or something crazy like that, and you know. And then Sugar Ray said, "How many amateur fights did you have?" And Mike says, "60," <laughs> and he turned pro at 18. And and that that's that's just crazy. It's crazy to listen to Sugar Ray Leonard describe the first time he saw Mike Tyson fight. He said the dude came in the ring and he had no socks on. He said you you knew he had to be crazy. <laughs> and my man was, wasn't even wearing socks or whatever. But I thought that was that was really powerful. Then Mike said, "But I had about 150 street fights. So I was I was more than prepared to be a boxer." Uh, fatherhood. He talked about. Fatherhood being a challenge. Uh, I don't know, uh, Jerv. How old is your your, your child now?
2: Uh, oldest is twelve and well, about to be tw- about to be twelve, and my uh, the newborn is going on ten
0: months. Ten months. Do you notice anything in the newborn that's like, oh, I do that? Yeah, it might be a little early. Yeah, you
2: do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I see a lot of uh, my characteristics, and I mean, and and, and my wife. Uh, she's super duper uh, like uh, not aggressive because it's not that type thing. But she she does a lot of shit that my wife does. But for me, how how I like she she does this face that I do. Right, it's kind of like Larry's pretty pretty good <laughs> type, type face. I, I do something very similar to that, and she sleeps like me, Lord. which is weird. Yeah, 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 she sleeps like me, so it, it, it's crazy seeing that type stuff
0: that thing so when you as your kid gets older you're gonna see things things that like some of the stuff is learned because they see you do it and then there's some things you see I'm like where how
2: how'd you know that like, yeah.
0: ah, and and I see it in my kids I see it in all three of my kids and it's different things for each of them and but I really felt what Mike said is that I look at my son and see myself see the me that I don't like and I try to kill it and I see that in my oldest, some of the stuff that about me that I don't like that my oldest is doing now, just character traits and all that. And it's like, it makes me like, ah, no, 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 no. We're not going to have that. You're not going to, you're not going to end up like, like me in these ways. But then he said, so you got to let them live their life and walk their path. And, you know, Sugar Ray said the same thing. And I thought, yeah, man, maybe I should. But like, I'm just like, well, what? how much is too much and how much is not enough? And you know, if for all you guys who don't have kids yet or about to have kids, I think that's something that you're gonna live with for the rest of your life. It's not like, oh, when they're 10 months old, but then by the time they get to be 10 or 11 years old, you're fine. I think even when your kids are gonna be in their 30s and 40s, I, I imagine my parents probably see this, feel the same way. They look at me and, and they don't know like how much to push on and how much to just give me space.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's real Because when he said that It, it definitely made sense Because you want to I, I mean, obviously, I'm new But I got to imagine that you want to You know, have your child Not do the things that you did wrong Or yeah. do the things that you know is a bad trait But it's real You know, you you, you kind of got to let them be themselves You know? But but at the same time, it's, it's tough I, I imagine it's tough Because you don't want them to Like, you know what's wrong with you, right? Like everybody right. got everybody got shit wrong with them. And when you see your kid doing those things, it's got to be difficult to, to not just be like, stop.
0: Right. And, and, but on some level, the other thing that, that Mike and Sugar Ray were talking about was, it's ego. It's your desire to control. And, and it is also the inherent kind of feeling in every parent that my child is not, a person unto themselves, my child is an extension of me. It's for me me to live on, right? Like almost in a weird kind of like my spirit transferring to another younger body or whatever. And so there's a part of that where I'm like, I don't want my child to make the same mistakes I made. But I do want my child to have a lot of the positive things that I like about myself. But how much of those positive things were born out of the mistakes that I made. Yeah. I mean, that's a tough, I mean, that's the kind of, it, you'll never get an answer. You'll never, get an, right answer, right? you'll never yeah. get an answer. Right. You'll never get an answer. My oldest is nine and I'm, I'm I can see it as uh, the same way I ever in 20, 30, 40, 50, when I'm an old man and, and I'm a grandfather, I'm going to still be looking at my kid like, no, no, you can't do it like that. No, don't do it like that. My parents do that with me, with the things I say to my kids. Like, no, 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 you can't. Don't do that to them. Don't say that to them. I'm like, y'all whooped my ass every single way. All I did was yell. Like, how
2: am I? But I told Haven no the other day. My mom looked at me like, I know you didn't just tell her. I'm like, yes, I had to tell her no. We can't tell her yes to everything. You told me no sometimes. Why, Why can't we tell tell them no, right? Like my my parents definitely judge judge j- judge me on, on on those aspects and they still tell me no, but they got a problem with me telling my child no.
0: Yeah. Uh Trey, was there anything else from the uh podcast that you you uh, cuz I know you watched the whole thing? anything else uh that you you No, that was pretty
1: much it i mean they talked about spirituality and things of that nature and about being humble i mean that was major that was the key message from it it's just you know i mean no matter all the accolades that that god can humble you humble you at any moment so i mean that was the thing they have been humble and then also um another thing was it's like um being a junkie has no status like you know they associated Mm, junkiness with uh, being on the streets and it's like nah you could be rich and be a junkie
0: yeah absolutely I I could totally relate to that one because I thought junkies were just like yo like homeless people and stuff like that yeah that's the same thing as
1: alcoholics or anything it's just kind of like yo you still can have bread but you just identify with it differently because you're not in a worse situation financially and it's like no you still can have a problem you just haven't looked yourself in the mirror yet
0: yeah, man. Mike said I had an enemy complex and my enemy was me. That was also like a fucking dope-ass line. <laughs> I was like, whoa. I had an enemy complex and my enemy was me. Deep, deep shit. Great, great job with Mike Tyson. This might be in a rotation whenever uh, interesting people come up. Might have to watch and review it for you guys because uh, I like Mike reminds me of Steven Jackson in the way that people feel very honest and open around him. And how, how can you not when the dude just called himself a bitch? <laughs> like, what are you, who are you to feel like guarded around Mike Tyson at that point? All right. That's going to do it for us here on BOMM. Thank you, Black Trey. Thank you, John Gervais. Thank you, Rob Lopez Producing. Thank you to all the listeners. Thank you to our sponsors, Roman and Raycon. And again, Bell House, March 28th in Brooklyn, Countthedings.com for tickets. Remember, I bought my plane ticket today. It was less than $300 from the West Coast, so you ain't got no excuse if you're anywhere within like a 500 mile radius of New York City. I expect you to be there. Buy them tickets, bring a friend that'll have a great time. Till next time.